1: 606, it's Wake Up Wyoming. It is a Thursday, and I swear I can see the weekend from here. On the cold side this morning, I'm in the mid-20s where I am. Some of you a little above, some of you a little below that. Either way, it's cold out there. Trigger warning.
2: And feel free to participate.
1: This disclaimer does not report to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves, they call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. So uh, this has to do with social media, which I'll spend a lot of time picking on the Internet today, which is a dangerous thing to do, you know. But I'll be picking on the Internet today. So it seems Elon Musk has finally taken over Twitter. And he did it in classic fashion. He walked into Twitter headquarters carrying a sink. And when people looked at him and asked, What are you doing? Well, it, I'm here to take over. Let that sink in. <laughs> Let that sink in. Okay. Meantime, major freakout mode at Twitter. So I went looking for a proper. Twitter opening. Now, I haven't played these. I used to play these every so often when I picked on Twitter, but I haven't played these in years. I've always been sort of torn between two songs that have to do with Twitter. Uh, There's this one.
3: Twitter is a lot like crystal meth.
1: Because it's really fun to do, and Oprah's on it. So there's that one. I hit possibility as a Twitter opening whenever I go to talk about Twitter. Or this guy. Now I like this guy. You're no know one if you're
4: not on Twitter. And if you aren't there already, you've missed it. If you haven't been bookmarked, retweeted, and blogged, you might as well not have existed. You might as well not have
1: existed. Especially when, just like Facebook, Twitter sends out all sorts of notifications about the evil things that you're saying. But doesn't say anything about the evil things they're doing. But okay. Tesla's CEO, the story says, Elon Musk made a big splash on Twitter with a video of himself walking into the tech giant's headquarters ahead of his takeover of the company story says musk who is set to officially have ownership of the social media platform by friday that's tomorrow started with a clip of himself walking into twitter's lobby carrying a sink and he said let that sink in a visual pun musk the story says uh, many musk fans and other conservatives rally behind the billionaire let freedom ring they say Quote, I can't even calculate how much money I'd pay to read the slack of chatter on Twitter for, from their employees today. Definitely would pay extra to read their thoughts for these content moderators. Put them in uh, air quotes. So here's one from Glenn Greenwald. No relation because his first name is Glenn. And... He definitely wants to, this guy also wants to hear exactly what are these people saying and thinking and the meltdown that's going on. Quote, boy, it makes me happy to see Elon Musk at Twitter after 13 years on this platform getting censored and shadow banned and taking away followers, let freedom ring, says journalist Emily Miller. Quote, if you don't like Babylon B calling an adult male a man, you could have just not followed them said uh, daily wires reporter jay frank now that's something that i've often thought to myself is if somebody is saying something it's kind of like the same thing in person if i'm around somebody who i think i just don't like their attitude this is a toxic personality i don't want anything to do with them so i don't have anything to do with them and when i'm on social media Every so often I come across one of those toxic personalities so I don't have anything to do with them. That's it. I just block them. I'm an adult about it. I don't demand that they get kicked off or anything like that. I just move on. So I I really have to agree with that last note that I just saw there that said, you know, if you don't like what Babylon B does, don't ban Babylon B. Just personally block them, so you don't have to see their stuff. However, others did not see humor in Elon Musk walking in with a sink saying, let that sink in. Quote, this is fundamentally cruel, says one CNN analyst. Whatever the masters of the universe are doing with this website, lots and lots of people, not fancy people, just people with kids and houses and vacation plans, and who make companies run, and rich men richer will lose their livelihoods That's see this is where it's the meltdown of the universe as we know it because somebody wants to come in and make this a free speech platform which it was supposed to be here's another one from a mississippi free press reporter he's such a piece of trash tech billionaire with very strong eccentric and often half-baked views on politics powered by an enormous ego is live tweeting his takeover of the platform. Well, good. His nine-second video gathered about 16 million views in a matter of hours. Musk also changed his Twitter bio to read Chief Twit. <laughs> I, see, I like the guy's sense of humor. I don't agree with everything that Musk says and does, but there are some things that he says and does that I agree with. And by the way, his views, you know, more of a libertarian kind of guy myself. His views over the years have gone from very liberal to more libertarian because he had to deal with the federal government, with the state of California, which he moved his company out of. He couldn't do business. He couldn't get anything done. So he just started going more rogue, and his views have become much more libertarian like my own. He had to live it in order to change his mind, right? Sources says, last spring, Musk was set to buy Twitter for $44 billion, but then attempted to pull out of the deal after he accused the company of being uh, deceitful regarding the number of bots on the platform. Twitter, in return, took Musk to court to force him to buy the company because he had made a deal. And there are conservatives out there who really do want to see Twitter do a takeover and do the right, what I think is the right thing with Twitter which is let it be more of a actual free speech platform here's another story daily wire elon musk kicked off his internet takeover of twitter by bringing a sink to the company's headquarters wednesday afternoon musk visited company headquarters comes as he's expected to meet with employees before his acquisition of the company's finalize this week that'd be friday he entered carrying the sink saying let that sink in in other words i'm your boss now the CNBC reporter said that Twitter chief marketing officer Leslie Burnlin sent a message to employee that Musk was visiting this week, meeting with folks, walking the hallways. Earlier in the day, Musk said one of the things that I'd most appreciate about the platform is how it has empowered citizen journalism, which is something that Twitter has tried to shut down, by the way, if, if citizen journalists were saying something that Twitter didn't like. Uh, A beautiful thing about Twitter is how it empowers citizen journalism, Musk said, and we're able to disseminate news without an established bias. Now, again, Twitter tried to end that, right? And do you consider local news citizen journalism, a reporter asked? Have you been inside a newsroom and seen the everyday workings to make statements about news bias? Quote, definitely closer to citizen journalism local news organizations are underappreciated and should get a much more prominence he responded. Musk will report to uh, reportedly gut Twitter with a with massive cuts as he takes over. Washington Post reported that musk would uh, and told investors get rid of about 75% of Twitter's 7,500 workers. Uh, whittling the company down to about 2,000 people, he said. Even if Musk's acquisition of Twitter somehow does not go through, large cuts are expected. People running the company already plan to get rid of about 25% of the company's employees. The report said that planned cuts by Twitter executives help explain why the company wanted to sell anyway, because they were in deep trouble. Uh, here's Rianne from Fort Danger. The left are loading their uh, their minds. Company is one, yeah, is one of the makers of their life. That's something I've seen. Other people have noticed that too, Rianne. Yeah, they're losing their minds over this because this is the guy who's giving them Tesla, of all things. They they thought they would love this guy. He's giving them the electric vehicle after all, right? Not going the way they planned. You're no one if you're not
4: on Twitter. And if you aren't there already, you've missed it. If you haven't been bookmarked, retweeted, and blogged, you might as well not have existed. You might as well not
0: have existed. Got something to say? Call 888-97-WOODS or chat with Glenn on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app from K2 Radio. 623
1: is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. It's obvious. Just joining me. Yeah, Elon Musk walks into Twitter, the offices of, carrying the sink and saying, let this sink in. Of course, meltdown, and I can't really wait to read all of the meltdowns that are coming today from the employees at Twitter, but I'm just going to say that, well, they deserve it. They honestly do. The ones that have been treating the rest of us like garbage, it's one of those they're going to get their comeuppance kind of thing when they lose their jobs and so on. If Musk does what he says he's going to do, we'll see. Now, I've been waiting because as soon as he announced he was going to buy it, I thought, well, It's not going to be that easy. Nothing like this is ever going to be that easy, but okay. I noticed that, and I posted a meme on my own Facebook this morning, and already some people have said, yeah, it happened to me. It's a meme where a guy was that I know who was punished by Facebook for posting something that goes against Facebook standards, right? But he posted it four years ago now they're getting around the algorithm just found it see it's not a person doing this the algorithm just found it and then if you look around you notice other people have posted the same thing and they never got in trouble they were never flagged so what's up with that algorithm exactly what the heck's going on here well okay then there's those people this is uh, all social media in general not just facebook or twitter but So there's poor Richard. Yeah, stayed up all night long talking to what he thought was the girl of his dreams only to start to realize as the sun rose that it was just a bot, a program designed to make him fall in love with her. Poor Nancy. Always wanted to move to the state of Maine. Found a job there online, was closing the deal. Then this so-called person she was talking to asked her about her extended car warranty then oh it gets worse. Ben now we a lot of us have experienced this. poor Ben loves to deep dive into news and science topics to learn what he can as much as he can about the things that interest him most. after years of heavy research on the internet, he slowly began to realize. Some of the biggest search engines out there were tampering with the results, only letting him see what they wanted him to see. Ben discovered that most of the information fed to the general public by Google, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and other major players was far from factual and controlled by bias algorithms. And there's the thing that got me the most, okay. So yeah, the people who built these programs are on the hardcore left. To be fair about it, if these programs had been built by the hardcore right, you would find a similar kind of bias, but very right wing. Very few people would actually let whatever information out there, whether they agreed with it or not. In this case though, it's hardcore leftists that have built these different online programs and then they built filtering algorithms to only let you see what they think the truth is the truth through their eyes even when they go for fact checking which i it, to me it's hysterical when i see fact checkers and i oftentimes like to tear them apart their fact checkers because their fact checkers are deleting information ignoring information suppressing information not really looking at all of the facts, just what the, what they think are the facts. So you and I have to trust them. Well, there are ways to get around them because there are programs out there of different kinds, social media, web browsers, and so on, that allow you to get around that. But here's this poor guy, and I do this every single day, I get on the internet, and I start looking for certain news topics to talk to you guys about. And I know that if I wanna do a real deep dive on the topic, then I can't use certain platforms, whether it's a web browser or video platforms, whatever the case might be. Even social media platforms, I have to go to alternate ones to get around them because the major players, they have written computer algorithms that filter what I'm looking at to show me what they want me to see. And I'm not trying to be a tin hat conspiracy theorist here. This is, we know exactly what they are doing. In fact, they've admitted to doing so, but they call this fact checking and you know. So yeah, it's a little difficult to make your way around. However, I still am a big proponent of the internet and social media. It's one of the greatest tools in humanity you just need to know how to navigate it to get away from those people who would want to manipulate it there's the key and what i'm hoping is now that elon musk is supposedly taken over as of friday supposedly he's supposed taken over twitter i'm hoping that he will actually make it a tool that we can use that's not there to manipulate you but is actually a tool that you can honestly use and you've you got to be the adult about this, just like you would in open society. If you're seeing something or hearing something or watching something that you don't like and you don't want to be a part of it, block it, just like you would in real life. Coming up on 630. Local news coming your way. Update on your weather forecast after that. Wake up, Wyoming.
0: With the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app, this is AM 1030, K2 Radio.
1: 6.36 at the time, it's Wake Up Wyoming. A 97 right, Woods' the phone number? Eight 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 ninety-seven woods From Cowboy State Daily, this is interesting, not surprised, but happy that the money was sent back. I want to see more of this. Teton County School District to return $200,000 federal grant for EV buses or electric vehicle buses they can't use. Now, is Teton County doing that? You would expect them to find a way to use that money because, you know, climate change and all that, right? Teton County School District, number one among 400 school districts across the country to receive federal grants to buy electric school buses. The district was set to receive more than $200,000 from the EPA Clean School Bus Program. Stop right there you know that's going to drive me nuts. There's nothing clean, green, or sustainable about these buses. I can explain why if you want, but moving on. To support the purchase of the new electric bus, but the district will have to return the money, quote, we're not able to move forward with electric bus supply simply because infrastructure and facilities in the situation. Among the requirements for the $1 billion grant program, that the vehicles be stored indoors and the Northwest Wyoming district doesn't have an indoor space available for the vehicle. Gotta store them indoors because look, like right now it's 26 degrees where I am. Temperatures can get a whole lot lower than that if you live in Wyoming you know what I mean. Not good for the batteries. So it's perfectly fine to store uh, you know, other but diesel-powered, gas-powered school buses outside. But When you get to the electric ones no they want those inside because of the batteries and the cold weather reynolds said the district's transportation director had explored a number of options to accommodate the federal requirements but the decision was made to let the grant money go it's not feasible for things to be like this to be stored outdoors the district will be looking into the state support building the bus barn where it can store electric buses but until then he said, our appeal options are limited. According to the American Automobile Association, cold temperatures can reduce the range of electric vehicles as much as 40%. If it's uh, heaters are used, it's not so much the impact of the cold on the batteries, but rather the increase in electricity use while driving. And So, in other words, when it's really, really cold out, the range is not the same. They can't get the same range out of the buses. Batteries are impacted by cold, but the reduction in performance depends on the battery. Last year, a recruitment of EV advocacy and research groups analyzed range in cold conditions for a variety of models. According to the analysis, Chevy Volt lost 31% of its range when temperatures dropped to zero compared to its range when temperatures were at 70 degrees. Nissan Leaf lost 14% of its range. Tesla Model, Model X, on the other hand, pretty much no difference on frosty weather. EPA had originally provided some 500 million to the, again, clean bus program. It's not clean. I mean, every time they say that, your buses are not clean or green or sustainable, just the opposite. Overwhelming demand for school districts across the country, including low-income communities. I don't think there's an overwhelming demand. I think they're having money waved in front of them. The idea, well, the school districts are demanding this. No, they're not. They, you're waving money in front of them. The awards are the first billion of a five-year, $5 billion program, which we don't have the money for for Biden's infrastructure law. Quote, as many as 25 million children rely on school buses each day. Okay, this is, you're gonna love this. Thanks to the Biden-Harris administration, we're making an unprecedented investment in our children's health, okay. And not and, and, and saying that they're not gonna have to worry about pollution, which again, don't tell me these buses don't pollute. They're electric vehicles. It's toxic waste on wheels. While the EV buses, Wyoming takes some in time online. Okay, Sublet County School District 1 has been operating a natural gas bus program for the past decade, according to the transportation director. It has several buses running on natural gas, and, and that's fine, going about 125 miles a day. District also operates its own natural gas filling station, which has a pump available to the public. Federal government story says, is funding a number of programs to support the transition away from gasoline and diesel power. But here again is where they have to pump money in and say a whole lot of things that aren't true. All right, so I'm still in favor of, if this is a better idea, let it happen organically. And don't don't subsidize it and don't lie to us about it. And the lie is, well, these are clean. Again, they are not. It's basically toxic waste on wheels, toxic to create, toxic to dispose of. And the amount of electricity, reliable electricity, to operate all of these buses and and electric cars that they want, well, you're not gonna get that from your wind and solar, especially when it gets really cold out there. Hmm? Grandpa Rich is sending me a note. He's in Thermopolis, he's having breakfast. Eggs Benedict Special there. Oh, there's this great little restaurant, downtown Thermopolis, you'll go to to have breakfast in the morning. That sounds perfect. 642, Wake Up Wyoming. Radar this morning. Cross Wyoming and
0: beyond with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030, K2
1: Radio. 6.48 is the time. It's wake up my home and off to the ice box Here we go. Frank Gambino waiting by. Frank, I've got an uh, alternate sport for you to go to this weekend rather than your normal sports. Oh,
5: will it be entertaining? Uh,
1: oh, yeah. Evansville? So you don't have to go very far. Okay, right over there, okay. yeah. Okay. The police department has been challenged to a dodgeball tournament. Well,
5: <laughs> hopefully they stream that live over the internet. Oh, Lord, I'm telling you. If you <laughs> Somebody wanna, needs to do that. Yes, <laughs> if
1: you want to go to anything and cover anything. Let's see. Uh... Let's see, it can wreck you. Oh, and by the way, I've mentioned before, we've had this conversation. I mentioned dodgeball. You have the sound in your head of when you get hit by that ball, what that sounds like? Yeah. Okay. Yesterday, Evansville Police Department and firefighters were challenged to a dodgeball tournament at the elementary school. Uh, they just, okay, kids throwing dodgeballs at the police. Police throwing dodgeballs. Oh at
5: the no! Balls. There, there's going to be no velocity with oh, those. Oh God! No, you got to. I want to re- see people fireballing these yeah, guys. See? You know, yeah, you,
1: you really got to get aggressive with this kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, I mean, you here. need to have the the cops against the cops. Okay, something like that, or or better yet, okay, here's what we do: we go ahead and take everybody that they have currently behind bars. They're on one side of the, of the court the police are on the other side. Or, or, the lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bring the lawyers out and leave the criminals be where yeah. they're at, yeah. Well, we can just take the lawyers and just line them up and just execute them dodgeball No, style.
5: no, no, let the, let the lawyers play.
1: Oh, okay. Some that's of them right, might have fine. pretty good arms. Yeah, it could be, yeah, yeah, it's okay. So whatever the case is, I bet now that the, if the challenge has been made with the police department, we can go and line up all sorts of people. Like, for example, who would like to take a crack at your city council? Or oh, uh, in a dodgeball game? Do you live in a neighborhood with a homeowners association? Would you like to take a crack at them?
5: Right out in the middle of the street. Yeah, Actually, Oh the, my
1: lord! Yes. Yeah. So the we, one I'm
5: in actually is very good.
1: There's, uh, I think, a whole lot of stuff that we can line up here. I bet some waitresses have some choice customers they would like to Whoa, have a crack at. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. One way for people just to let it out, Frank. It's
5: okay. We, We all need that. High school volleyball, Those regional tournament statewide start tomorrow with the state tournament beginning a week from today at the Ford Center in Casper. And here's our latest and last YOPreps.com volleyball poll of the season. In 4A, Kelly Walsh remains number one, followed by Thunder Basin, Cody, Laramie, and Natrona. Over in 3A, Mountain View is rated number one. Their neighbor, Lyman, is two. And Wheatland, three. Paul four. Douglas, five. Bighorn is rated numero uno and 2A, followed by Wright, Burns, Rocky Mountain, and Kemmerer. And in 1A, Southeast number one, Riverside, two. Cokeville, three. Hula, four. And K. WC5. Well, Wyoming I mean, Cowboy football team getting ready for that long road trip to Honolulu to meet Hawaii on Saturday night. Pokes are 3-1 in Mountain West play and 5-3 and overall. This has been pretty good after a 28-14 home win over Utah State back on Saturday in Larry Cowboys had uh, on the offense just a great night, 529 yards of total offense and handily won the time of possession aspect. UW ran the ball 50 times in the game for 330 yards, and really all they've asked quarterback Andrew Peasley to do is manage the game and not try to win it on his own. Defense has been sharp in the last couple of games, especially at the point of attack on the line of scrimmage. Hawaii is 2-6 and six overall, 1-2 and two in league play, and the Cowboys are favored by 11.5 points. 10 p.m. kickoff mountain time from Honolulu on Saturday night. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio in Casper and KOWB in Larry. In the NFL, the will-be-gone Denver Broncos taking their tired act to London to meet Jacksonville on Sunday. At 2-5, rumors are already swirling about the Broncos possibly trading away some of their better players to build for the future. Plus, head coach Nathaniel Hackett may be on the hot seat, and he's not even halfway done his first year. Quarterback Russell, so Wilson back in the lineup after missing last week's game against the New York Jets with a hamstring injury. He says, All right, let's go.
6: Yeah, man, I feel great, uh, ready, to, ready to roll. Um, you know, super locked in and ready to uh, hopefully get a big win in, in London. And obviously, uh, this would be a, a, a key game for us. It's a really good football team we're playing. Uh, I think both of our records don't necessarily represent who we are. And uh, so I think that um, there's going to be a lot of great football. It'd be cool to play back in London again. I remember la- la- the last time. I got to play here. Uh, it was pretty special. So,
5: as former coach Bill Parcell says, you are what your record says you are. And both teams are two and five. That game will be starting at 7:30 in the morning Mountain Time on Sunday from London. And the Jacksonville Jaguars are favored by two and a half points. That's in sports. Who starts the game at 7:30 in the morning? Well, no, no. The game is, the game is in London. Oh, okay. So when they start in London at regular time, okay. it's 7.30 in the morning our time.
1: Okay. Now, who wants to get up at 7.30 in the morning to watch a game, even in America?
5: Well, no, well, people will. Oh, yes. <laughs> now, I, I I'm see. not sure that people <laughs> want to get up at 7.30 in the morning to watch the Broncos. No. Because they'll be up for a little bit, and they'll be, and they'll play so you bad on offense bed. again that they'll put yes. everyone into sleep again. Ah, yeah, I'm going okay. back to bed. Yeah, yeah, okay well, So, in other words, if you
1: woke up early on the weekend. Is this on the weekend, did you say? Sunday, yeah. yeah. Okay. And you, you're thinking you might want to take a nap. You ever turn on the television to find something that'll put you to sleep? Oh, uh, 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 the Denver Broncos. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's exactly. It. It's a good sleep medication yeah. right there. It's all there natural you go, too. Yep. All right, mm-hmm. thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business we have. to Take care. Of. And roll into news time after that. National, local update on the weather forecast. Wake up, Wyoming. Six, it is a Thursday, and I swear I can see the weekend from here. All right, open phones. We'll do a little bit of that a little early this morning. AAA 97 Woods, a phone number. That's 888-97-WOODS. What that means to you is you can interrupt me if you want and change the subject. Now, already this morning, there's people talking to me off the app. The app is available free at your app store, and one of the advantages is hit chat when I'm on air on the app and send me text messages. And there's people who talk to me all morning long texting me and they send me links and videos and all sorts of things. So I'll go ahead and talk with them. Besides phone callers, phone calls, triple eight ninety seven All right, coming up on Halloween, for those who don't know, I was almost a Halloween baby. It was pretty close. And I often complained to my mom, how come you couldn't hang on just a little bit longer So I could have been a Halloween baby. Her answer to me was, quote, wanted you the hell out. Okay, I understand, Mom. So I was born just before Halloween. Still my favorite holiday, though, because on my birthday, people get dressed up in all sorts of weird costumes. And it was the only time that I was allowed just to walk out of the house. With my parents' blessing, by the way, late at night when it was dark and walk through the neighborhoods at night waving at other kids wearing creepy costumes too. No supervision, just by myself. And I would go to, and I'm a little kid at the time, you know, and I would go to houses of complete strangers who had creepy things in their yards. Normally that would be bad, but that's a good thing this time of year. And I'd walk up and knock on their door and ask for candy. Now do that any other time of the year. That would be a bad thing, but that that one day, that's my birthday. Here's a headline for you that bothers me. See, to me, I never was into the slasher thing for Halloween. To me, if you know the movie Nightmare Before Christmas, to me, that's what Halloween was all about. It was not the blood and gore slasher stuff. I never really did like that, all right? But... Still, though, whatever you want to do, the point of Halloween is go get dressed up and have fun. Now, I prefer the spooky costumes, but, hey, some people like to dress up like here's a nurse or a doctor or whatever the heck, you know. You can do what you want. The point is, go have fun. And some people do like to take it to kind of a limit, and they parody things. Oh, here we go. There are those people who get offended. They get all offended because it's Halloween, and how dare you dress as that? All right, headline, banned Halloween costumes as eBay removes Jeffrey Dahmer and some others. Now, the Jeffrey Dahmer costume, when Jeffrey Dahmer was on trial, he would be in court wearing a, that yellow one-piece coverall suit, you know, and he had a number on it for his number as a prisoner. Well, you can buy that and wear it. And all you got to do is comb your hair like him and, you know, th- there you are. You're Jeffrey Dahmer. It's a very sim- Maybe put some handcuffs on. It's a very simple costume. The story says, let me back up. Ever since the release of Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story, viewers of the uh, drama series on Netflix have been able to portray the serial killer, Jeffrey Dahmer, by purchasing the lookalike costume on eBay. That was until eBay banned sales of the Dahmer costume on their site and or accessories that go with it. Gee, what are those accessories, do you think? As the show increasingly gains traction, Twitter reacts. These items are banned on eBay, are being removed under the violence and violent crimes policy. These items are being prohibited under their policy. This was not a new or recent decision by the the, the outlet, says. As Halloween approaches, some people like that idea of a costume because, again, oh, it's got Jeffrey Dahmer's glasses that come with it, too. So you get to wear the coverall suit and the glasses and handcuffs. That's the accessories that come with it. Now you're Jeffrey Dahmer. And maybe, if you want, you can go walking down the street Pretending to chew on a hand. Go buy a rubber decapitated hand and pretend to chew on it. Whatever you want to do, right? If you want to have that kind of fun. Twitter and TikTok have taken the social media platforms to express their dismay over this. Yeah, well, some people are saying, well, this is not funny. Is Jeffrey Dom. At some point, let's have some fun and parody it, okay? Quit being oversensitive about it. Let's have some parody fun here. It helps people deal with something that was real and very painful for us to go through. That's where parody comes in. People have a chance to laugh at something that was very painful. It helps us. Now, if you haven't seen the television show Squid Game, it's a very difficult series to watch. It's very graphic. Well, in 2021... Fayetteville Elementary Schools districts ban the Halloween costume from the TV show Squid Game. It's just too violent, too violent. Another one, creepy clown costumes. People may pose as clowns, the story says, to entertain children at a birthday party, but now retailers are putting out creepy clown costumes with the teeth that are all sharp and bloody-looking, things like that, right? So New Haven Public School... Van clown costumes as a symbol of terror now, this comes amid investigation involving police into an account of uh, photo sharing social media well okay it gets into the whole thing but basically the school district said no creepy clown costumes but again it lets us laugh at things like this which is why i think fine okay by the way you can never really ban it You really can't. If eBay says we're not going to sell this, it is their platform. It's their decision. But if you want to go buy a Jeffrey Dahmer costume or a creepy clown costume, there's somebody selling it somewhere. So you'll still be able to get it, just not through them, right? Uh, Let's see. Then there's other... Oh, okay. This one I thought was actually kind of weird. Social media users and activists sounded off in 2020. A costume called World War II... Evacuee girl costume. Yeah. Yeah, Basically, they're dressing up like uh, Anne Frank or something like that. Ooh, that's really pushing the limits there. And it gets into other controversial costumes. Let me see. Uh, Oh, this one. I'm trying to remember the name of the show. Well, okay. There's a television show. Yandy Brave. The Red Maiden costume if you know that i never watched the television show but basically they made a sexy costume out of her and on and on the thing goes well as far as i'm concerned go do what you want oh john and gillette so no george floyd shirts either <laughs> oh that's just wrong but that's what i think that's what we should be allowed my opinion is When someone dresses up as something that's just really wrong, as a parody, the whole point of it is this is a time of year that we put on costumes to parody things that normally would cause us fear or pain. This is how we deal with it. Now, if you want to dress up as something fun, I saw a kid one time, a little girl dressed as a sunflower. And I thought that was really sweet. I enjoyed that. The kid loved being a sunflower. That's a cool thing if that's what you want to do. But then again, some other people like to dress up as Dr. Jeffrey Dahmer and really, oh my God, you're who? Really grow some other people out. But if that's what you want to do, oftentimes it's how we deal with very painful situations. This is one time a year we can go and parody them. So if you're someone who's overly sensitive, then maybe this is the time of year that you don't give out candy, turn off your light, So people don't think you're porch light. Keep your house dark so nobody will go and visit you. Because the rest of us are going to be out there having really inappropriate fun. Oh, Rhianne from Ford Danger. I think the Scream costume was banned once as well. Probably so. I wouldn't doubt that. And I kind of like, I never was into the Scream movies. To me, those movies are just not my thing I I never did like him but I did like the scream mask and costume I thought that was pretty cool but again now well it's kind of like the one uh the the game one that I was just telling about that it just looks it is not really a scary costume but if you watch squid game you would understand why that's a really scary costume but you have to it's not uh blood-laden or anything like that but if you watch the television series you'd understand why that costume was scary Yeah, there are those buzzkills out there. There always are. Don't let them get to you. 716, Wake Up Wyoming.
0: This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Something on your mind? Join in at 888-97-Woods.
1: Once a time to wake up my own. my point from the last article I was reading about some people trying to ban certain Halloween costumes, or not sell them anyway. You can you can get everything that I talked about. There's no such thing as a banned costume. You can buy it from somebody else or make it yourself, so you can go ahead and wear it. And for those people who are offended by every little thing, then Halloween is definitely not your holiday. Go find something else to do. If you're that offended by it, then just then those of us who want to participate, we will. See, there's the advantage of living in a free country. Those of us who want to participate, we will and those of you who find yourself offended by what you're seeing, the object here is don't go in and try to stop us because we have the right to do what we're doing. You go off and have fun doing something else. I even played for you, I'll, I'll play it again another time, but there was a, a comedian making fun of the idea that you can't go as a witch because that's offensive to people who are are considering themselves witches. So I. Make fun of everything, okay? Go ahead and parody everything. It's okay. And there's always gonna be those buzzkills out there that are offended. That's their problem. Now, I will play this again on Halloween. Oh, Grandpa Rich. Glenn, my house is a alley. No trick-or-treaters ever come. Well, if you made your alley a haunted house alley, maybe they would. Okay, so when we get to the end of Halloween, after you've gone out there and done all your trick-or-treating, it's then time to sit down and sort through all the candy. And some people like to engage in trading candy. Well, haggling starts. This is where people try to get as much as they can. out. I like this, but I don't like that. Can I trade you?
3: Be careful. If you like Necco wafers, the original candy wafer, yeah that's a category that really took off, there's no need to watch this video. You're going to get screwed no matter what. Same goes if you like those nasty little orange and black candies. Save yourself some time, don't go trick or treating, just eat random crap you find on the floor. And now we begin. Step 1, Identifying your trading partner. Children under the age of 5 are legally protected, that's because of Becky's Law. Named after a Wisconsin girl who traded her entire stash for a box of Good and Plenty's that her brother had convinced her were unicorn eggs. Tried for three and a half years. Children between the ages of five and seven are allowed a 30-second trade-back grace period. This also applies to the elderly. If you have friends or siblings with any of the following traits, they make ideal trading partners. If you don't, you'll have to get crafty. Start by determining the flavor affinity of your opponent. There are three basic classes, and each one has a weakness. Be warned that a classic strategy is to pretend that you're in the fruit and sour category while executing the smarties gambit for a full-size Snickers. If you'd like to download a PDF version of this chart, please look in your butt. If your opponent says that they like special darks, be kind to them. They're probably going to be your boss someday. Likewise, if they express interest in any of the oral fixation candies, like wax lips, paper dots, candy cigarettes, or pop rocks, keep track of them. They're going to be fun to hang out with in college before they drop out. Step 2. Pre-trade organization and preparation. Loose candy corn should be placed with your pennies. They're equally worthless. Under the new health law, ripped or unwrapped candy falls under the protection of pre-existing condition, and although they lose value, you cannot exclude them from trading. Dumdums should be organized in complete sets, not by individual flavor. Unless, of course, you have three or more root beers, which can be set aside. Lump your three musketeers together with your Milky Ways to ferret out people that don't know the difference. Most likely, they'll confuse Crackles and Mr. Goodbars, too. Hide your Mary Janes, banana-flavored taffies, and any short-lasting bubblegums under a pile of Whoppers, Goobers, Caramel Cubes, and Red Hots. Be prepared to offer the full stack as an all-or-none trade for a Charleston Chew or Grater. Although nerds are technically inert pop rocks, they should be placed in their own category. Unfortunately, Butterfingers, Almond Joy, and Mounds should be set aside for the mom and dad tax. Note that there is growing support to repeal the mom and dad tax as it hurts honest candy disclosure and might lead children to stop trick-or-treating altogether. If possible, avoid major transactions until after the election. And raisins should be burned and then peed on by your dog part three classic strategies avoid anyone who suggests dumping all the candy in a pile and rationing it out based on hunger they are marxists john maynard Keynes suggested taking 40 percent of the candy from the children with the most burying it in the ground and then giving the candy poor children jobs digging it up or of course you can try the classic approach whatever you choose remember that pixie sticks twizzlers and smarties are your workhorses and fifth avenues are better than hundred grand and as for anyone who gave you an apple don't worry they're going to help
1: So, Mandy May and Casper, you're spot on with Halloween. Yeah, my favorite holiday, after all. And here again, this gets back to if you are offended by, And Halloween's Monday, by the way. If you are offended by what you see on Halloween, then maybe Halloween is not the holiday for you. And please just go do something else and let us go have our fun rather than the people who try to shut everything down which by the way can also include news media it's not just the buzzkills it's not just the karens out there but there are certain uh well news media outlets who love to try to scare you on halloween not by wearing scary costumes and stuff like that but instead they're trying to get your attention to get you to click on things like for example when it comes to and i know you do have to watch out for candy that's been laced with whatever and there's also a was it fentanyl is the big one uh, this year the fact of the matter is when you take a look at statistically throughout history on halloween the odds of you getting candy that has been laced with something you would have a better chance as a kid getting struck by lightning while you were buying a winning lottery ticket at the same time, right? So, while there have been uh, maybe a case or two throughout the history of Halloween, that's about the, the as rare as it's ever happened. So, the vast majority of people out there who participate in Halloween are just doing what you're doing and having a good time. The media needs something Shocking to talk about. Red and Casper. Necco wafers are gross. Yeah, I never understood those. I feel, I want to grab Necco wafers and write on a chalkboard rather than eat them. My sister who hates peanut butter. All peanut butter candies to brother. Good stuff for me. Now, there's something you and I agree on. When You and I sit down and start candy trading. I will happily take any of your peanut butter candies off of your hands. Not a problem at all. And I guarantee you. There's a few candies in my stack, sister dear, that you would really like. And so we can easily trade for that kind of stuff. She, even, she doesn't even like the smell of peanut butter. I'm the guy, I don't know how we're from the same parents sometimes. I'm the guy who will literally sit down with a jar of peanut butter and a spoon and just sit there having at it, just digging into the jar of peanut butter with a spoon and just enjoying myself. She walks into the room and smells that peanut butter she starts gagging. So, yes, I'm happy to trade peanut butter candies with you. All right, coming up on 730. Update on your weather forecast comes right after local news. You and I get back into it again. Mandy May. Remember going out there on Halloween as a kid? I'd fill up at least one paper grocery bag of candy and not have to worry about the safe can- how safe the candy was. Casper neighborhoods were awesome. That's what I'm talking about. Let's so wake up, my own.
0: It's make your voice heard at 888-97-WOODS. This is AM 1030, K2 Radio.
1: 7.36 the time. It's Wake Up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. I'm getting some requests to play this again, and I will. I want to set it up. So a little while ago, I came up with this idea that we needed a superhero for the woke social justice community. And what's, to me, hysterical about the idea of the superhero is he goes after everything and attacks everything that really makes no difference whatsoever. Like when his evil nemesis, average white guy, was at a picnic, a church picnic, and making burgers for everyone, that's triggering. And everybody was drinking with straws. <gasps> so he's trying to destroy the planet there. He never goes after anything that's a real problem in reality. So I'm gonna play for you the first episode of the Social Justice Warrior, and then the latest. For those people who are coming a little bit late to the story, here's episode one explaining his origins. The world has become a dark and foreboding place even though it's one of the richest, most comfortable, peaceful times in human history. I mean, no longer does a man have to worry about things like Black Plague and invasion by hordes of nomads who wish to rape their cattle and cook their women. I'm sorry, what was I saying? Oh, right, dark times. <clears throat> well, since famines and disease are gone, freedom and prosperity covers most of the planet. Except where there's socialism. A man is left with nothing much to struggle over. So he has to invent it in his own mind. In a cellar of an American university, a 21 year old snowflake with a degree in societal studies and theater is drawing with a crayon on a coloring book.
7: Oh, that's it. No longer will I hide down here. The world needs
1: to be saved. Victims of the oppressed need to be unoppressed or something. I'll need a costume and a name. Social justice man. No, no, that might alienate those who don't gender identify as men and those who are oppressed by men or triggered by them. I'll have to come up with a non-binary gender-neutral name. And my costume shall have a cape. No. No, Superman had a cape, and he was a white guy from Kansas, so no. I'll need to hide my white privilege behind my mask. But no cultural appropriation and no leather. Do that, Chaves. Only organic materials. Oh, this is a lot to remember. Yeah, where's my crayon? Thus, we witness the birth of our newest hero. Where's Stanley when you need him? Oh, right. Uh, Man's dead. Anyway, join us on the continuing adventures of whatever his non-binary gender, non-specific name is going to be. Now, this latest episode you guys have been helping out with, we've gotten to the point now in the evolution of the social justice warrior that he needs something like a Batmobile if he's gonna chase down the bad guys. So I wrote and produced episode one with help from the Dan, who's in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, listening. He's the social justice Warrior's sidekick. They both live in the social justice warrior's parents' cellar where they're six months behind on the rent. So after episode one, the ideas have been flowing in. Episode two has been written. Just gotta get a couple of people to help me with the voices here and oh, We'll probably, hopefully, be able to release that next week. But here's episode one of the um, new vehicle, the social justice warrior will be chasing down bad guys in. We now return you to another thrilling episode of Social Justice Warrior. On this week's episode, the bad guy is getting away. If only the Social Justice Warrior had his own version of the Batmobile. But, you know, more like an Ecomobile or something like that. There's something that runs on unicorn farts, whatever. My evil nemesis, average white guy, has just done the most dastardly deed. You just hate that diesel-powered truck he bought, don't you? Get worse? He named his truck Gary. So? So that's assuming the truck's gender. And then he went out and bought those g- truck nuts and put them underneath the trailer hitch. So, what are you gonna do about it? Sneak out in the middle of the night and neuter the truck? He's getting away. He's going to the store to buy some bread. Quick! To the binary mobile! <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> What? Well, if Batman can have his Batmobile. You mean your mom's car? Don't tell her I'm taking it. She was really pissed last time. So you're going to chase a diesel truck with an all-electric car? No, sure. Why not? Well, for one thing, it's still charging. Well, that could take all night. Oh, it will. I'm sure the average white guy will be back from buying a loaf of bread by then. That's so hard, being an eco-friendly crime fighter. Join us next week as our social justice warrior chases down the bad guy in his uh, binary mobile. <laughs> yeah, whatever you guys have been sending in suggestions and we have episode two in the works which you'll be able to hear next week. There's probably going to be three episodes in this one, all dealing with that uh, yeah, new should we change the name for it? No, I kind of like it. 742, Wake Up Wyoming. Talk radio.
0: It's on Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods from K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-Woods.
1: trying to get a hold of uh, Don Day for day weather. Here's what I do know while I'm trying to you know, connect with him so we can go ahead and talk about what's coming up here. And I know it's kind of boring out there. He probably fell asleep at his desk. It's so boring. Here's what I mean by that. The cold temperatures we got today, let's see, where is it? I'm about 25 degrees where I am right now. Those temperatures stay like this for the next few days. Wind? Eh. Not a heck of a lot really, for the next few days. but And even when we get into Halloween, I wanted to ask him about Halloween itself, which is Monday. Because on Monday, we're supposed to have, again, really great weather to get outside during the day. But then again, at nighttime, for those trick-or-treaters to get out then, that's supposed to be really nice, too, according to his forecast. Still, though, when you watch his, and he has this on, it's through Cowboys State Daily, but also on YouTube, you can go to Don Day's podcast. And you can watch as he everything he talks about with me and talks about with you with his weather forecasts during the course of the week. He has all of that with charts and graphs and pictures and satellite images and stuff like that. And he keeps talking about how things are sort of winding up in the northern, up in Canada, up in the Arctic Circle up there, how things are kind of warming up and energy is beginning to develop up there. But when that energy comes down, that's when he starts writing question marks because as a good meteorologist, Don Day will flat out tell you that he is really not interested in a forecast that stretches beyond so many days. A big part of that is just it's it's pretty much unpredictable. In fact, it's interesting to watch his modeling because he will pull up multiple models like the American model, and the european model and the japanese model and all of them are a little bit different for what's going to happen in the weather over the next few advancing days all of that it tends to be up for grabs modeling that he'll say is not reality modeling instead is a good prediction but we have to wait until we get to that day do we know what the today's weather is going to be that's forecasting for you so if you want to see and I don't think I'll be able to make the connection with him today, what non-day's extended forecasts are, go to his YouTube page and watch that. I mean, it's really interesting stuff, especially because you learn a lot about meteorology and science and how he does what he does. Off we go to the icebox to talk to Frank Gambino about sports. Okay, so, Frank, as we get into this week, I was talking about the dodgeball thing earlier. Yeah, But as we get into this weekend, it looks like another nice one is coming up. Which means you're out and about again,
5: right? Yeah, we have a high school football playoff. Nice, okay. For, for mostly on Friday, some on Saturday. We have... Regional volleyball tournament statewide, so the answer is
1: yes. Okay. So this is going to be like the perfect weather to get out there and play football. Excellent. Breezy, but not windy. Yeah. Okay. Cool, but
5: not cold. Not
1: cold. That's right. Cool, but not cold. People will probably be throwing... What time do most of these games happen?
5: Um, Some are like, you know, 6 o'clock. Some are 5. Some are, you know, 2 in the afternoon. I mean, depending on how far these schools got to travel. I I think we'll be okay.
1: Hey, you got perfect days for stuff like that. Speaking of traveling, where are you going?
5: I think I'm going to go to... um, Cheyenne and Wheatland. Okay.
1: Not that's bad. My, that's, my, that's my guess. Cheyenne, which, Cheyenne for which day? There's
5: Friday. There's, Friday. there's two football okay. games on, and there, and then uh, Wheatland is having a volleyball tournament the next day. So I might as well just do that big. Right. So up.
1: you and I will be in Cheyenne at the same time. Oh, what are you be doing? Now, for one thing, I got thankful Thursday tonight in Cheyenne. Okay. But then on Friday, I think I told you about this, they have a haunted corn maze. No, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, that you actually get to shoot at the uh, creatures. <laughs> yeah, and so one of the things I intend to do was. Shoot at the creatures. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, I want to get all. You know, in fact, one of the things I was thinking about is the costume that I was uh, going because there's a Halloween party I was invited to. Mm-hmm. So I thought wear that because if anything shoots back, which I don't know if it does or not. It might make my costume look even more gory, which I'll give that a try. But yeah, for those people that are in Cheyenne, Wyoming, there is a haunted corn maze where, when the creatures come out of the corn maze, you get to shoot at them. Really? And these are like not so much like paintballs; they they call it something different because it's a softer than that, but it's still like a paintball. It's, it's kind of like a nerf ball. Yeah, uh, kind of. Yeah, yeah. It just makes it that way. The people who are playing the 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 gory creatures. Don't get really bruised and welts because that's what paintballs can do
5: well yeah i mean yeah. Be, they're, they're being shot at all night
1: yes so it this kind of just splatters on them but that's something that in cheyenne i think ought to be a lot of fun to do and i want to get out there and do that run a couple of rows of the maze which you're invited to frank if you want to
5: do this oh, i mean I, I, i'm yeah. scared yeah shoot down a zombie or two okay i'll think about it High school volleyball, those regional tournaments statewide, will start tomorrow with the state tournament beginning a week from today at the Ford Center in Casper. And our latest and last YOPreps.com Volleyball Poll of the Year has in 4A, Kelly Wallace remaining number one, followed by Thunder Basin, Cody, Laramie, and the Trunham. Over in 3A, Mountain View is rated number one. Their neighbor Lyman is number two, with Wheatland 3, Paul 4, and Douglas 5. Bighorn is rated numero uno in 2A, followed by Wright, Burns, Rocky Mountain, and Kemmer. And in 1A, Southeast number one, Riverside 2, Cokeville 3, Hewlett 4, and KC 5. Wyoming Cowboy football team getting ready for that long road trip to Honolulu to meet Hawaii on Saturday night. The Pokes are 3-1 in Mountain West play, 5-3 and overall. They're sitting in pretty good shape after a 28-14 home win over Utah State last Saturday And Larry. Cowboys on offense had a great night with 529 yards of total offense and handily won the time of possession aspect of the game. UW ran the ball 50 times for 330 yards. It's astounding. And really all they've asked quarterback Andrew Peasley to do in that game is just manage the game and not try to win it on his own. Defense has been sharp right at the point of attack last couple of games right on that line of scrimmage now Hawaii comes in at two and six overall one and two in league play the Cowboys are favored by eleven and a half points 10 p.m. kickoff mountain time from Honolulu on Saturday night we'll have that for you on K2 radio and Casper and KOWB in Laramie the NFL will be gone Denver Broncos will take their act to London to meet Jacksonville on Sunday at two and five rumors are already swirling about the Broncos trading away some of their better players to build for the future plus head coach Nathaniel Hackett may be on the hot seat and he's not even halfway done in his first year. Quarterback Russell Wilson back in the lineup after missing last week's game to the New York Jets due to a a hamstring injury. You know, and he's been remarkably reliable in his career with 149 consecutive starts that that threw last season with the Seattle Seahawks, and that guy certainly wants to be on the field.
6: I think that obviously it was tough not being out there. I want to, you know, help us win and get uh, get on a hot streak and just get us rolling. You know, we have this team that can do that, and so, um, you know, but I I think that... um, you know how the guys play how Brett played we played he played his butt off unfortunately um, didn't work out the way we wanted it to but um but everybody just babbled and uh, you know, like I said, we got to focus on this week.
5: The bronco jaguars game starts at 7:30 a.m. Sunday Mountain Time from London. Jacksonville is two and five, and the Jags are favored by two and a half points in that contest. That's it in sports.
1: So I they're going to trade away some of their better players in hope of rebuilding.
5: Yeah, they get more draft picks. They may. They may not. Okay. You know, um, I mean, sometimes when you're when you're going south, you have to figure out okay. Uh, we need to look for the to, to the future here, you know. Uh, mm. Just to say that's just the way it is. Where we're done, you wave the white flag. You say, "All right, we have a you know a fire sale." With okay. Oliver, you
1: know, so they're starting from scratch. In other words,
5: they they, they, they may elect to go that route. Okay. They have they have new owners, you know, yeah. the, from the the folks that run Walmart. You know, right. that yeah. family. Okay. They they, they don't want. Yeah. bad football. Okay. Do
1: they change do, do they trade their Walmart greeter to somebody else? Well, no, I
5: think they keep those. Oh, that okay. may be the most positive aspect of the whole thing uh-huh. over there.
1: Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business that we have to take care. Of. We're going to roll into News Time after that. It's going to be national local update on your weather forecast. Let me see. Next hour of the program about 8 8:20. Dave North is a gentleman running for county commissioner. And I've been uh, getting people from all over the state of Wyoming running for various offices to talk to you about their ideas. So you can hear what candidates around Wyoming have to say. And I know some of you agreed with, some of you don't. That's the point of all of this. Next hour, Wake Up Wyoming. You're Bill... Six to time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Trigger warning.
2: Warning. This show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, Torons, runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate.
1: This disclaimer does not report to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves, they call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. So let's go take a look at something that just I just heard news top of the hour, and I decided to go ahead and look up the story. Here we are heading into cold times, winter time. It's about 25 degrees where I am right now. This is the time of year that we get into, right? So gas experts say heating costs will jump more than 50% this winter. Way to go, Brandon. By the way, there's some mildly good economic numbers, which are probably a blip. And so the president wants to have a conversation with us a little bit later on this morning about how all of his wonderful economic policies are working. We'll get into that after I hear what he has to say, because that's hysterical. But all right. Cold weather, the story says, may be the last thing you're worried about this winter. That's because the U.S. government expects heating bills to jump. Well, actually, they could jump as up to 54% compared to last winter. That, according to Gas GasBuddy. Samara, so how you heat your home, it, natural gas, propane, heating oil, just electricity, quote, basically, it's supply and demand. Demand has gone up especially for natural gas and into the winter, says a representative from GasBuddy.com. Part of it is that because of Hurricane Ida in August shut down nearly all of the oil production and natural gas production in the Gulf of Mexico for a while. And again, we need more refineries. Melissa in Laramie wants to talk about the names of towns. Morning, Melissa. Good morning, Glenn. How are you? This morning? Good, alive, kicking, and over caffeinated, like I'm supposed to be.
2: <laughs> That's good. That's good. You woke up on the sunny side of the dirt.
1: Yes, right.
2: I, I always, I always like that. Mm. Um, I'm from Pennsylvania, and in Amish country, there are some pretty strange, interesting, curious names for towns, like Intercourse. Uh huh. And Blue Ball.
1: Uh huh. Which are are they next to each other? i don't know Yeah. okay they probably should be and you gotta wonder (laughs) they're in the same area they're in the same general area yeah usually they are in the same general area whether you're talking about a town's name (laughs) you know or a prom date either way but anyway go ahead
2: (laughs) okay and another name in uh, iowa yeah called what cheer
1: uh-huh
7: what
2: (laughs) cheer and i know right and if you look it up on the interweb it will tell you where that name came from. Okay. I did it once and I forget. But if you're curious, you can you find out
1: what the... Yeah. There's with a the... lot of... having grown up in Florida. There's a lot... My sister can tell you this. There's a lot of names for places that were named after Native American places and people, right? And the names are so long. There's so many letters in them, especially hard on a guy like me who's just mildly dyslexic to try to read all of that. There's no possible way to do it. Why can't you do what we did here in Wyoming? We have a town named Bill. See, <laughs> just dunk, Ray. right. Okay, Chugwater's easy to remember. That's a weird name. Uh huh. Yep. All right. Thanks. I for, don't know. Thanks for calling. I appreciate it. She was responding yesterday. I was talking about weird town names. And just, there's a lot of weird names out there for towns all across America that just get really bizarre. And it's kind of fun to try to figure out where those names come from and how they invented those names. For those who don't know, Chugwater. That was because when the white man came to the area, they asked, "It's a beautiful area. Tugwater is a beautiful area. And they asked, "What do you call this area?" Well, that's one of those places where the Indians would run the buffalo off of the bluffs and the and the buffalo would fall to their death below. That saved them having to hunt the buffalo, just scare them to into into a stampede. They would run over. The bluff and far down below. When the buffalo body would hit the ground, it would make a chug sound. There's also a very pretty river that runs through there where the water is. So Chug Water. That's how they named it. It's translated into English, Chug Water. Also, and I love this one. One of my favorite to talk about with uh, Wyoming names is when you take a look at how we misunderstood certain names. So here's Devil's Tower. So the natives were asked, so what do you call that thing there, that tower? Oh, well, and they try to explain that there's a very mischievous god. He's um, not always a good god. Sometimes he's bad, does bad things, mischievous things. If you like your Nordic mythology or you're into Marvel movies, you would consider him Loki. Yeah, the god of mischief, but the white man took it to me. Oh, you mean the devil. Oh, devil's devil's tower. That's what you mean by that. That's how we get some of the weird names that we get. So, let me see. Uh, fire or break. Dave is up to you. Okay. Well, Miss Mary, I'll do that right now. 8-12 is the time. Wake up Wyoming. To start
0: your morning. Coffee, sarcasm, weirdness. Wake up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio.
1: My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining So you've heard some of the controversy we've been talking about in Natrona County with the county commissioners. Gentleman sitting in front of me is a Natrona County commissioner, but he's not up for re-election this time around. He just wants to answer some of this question. Now, no matter where you are in the state, though, you're having some of the issues, same issues, that Natrona County is, which is why I wanted to talk about this. One more thing. His name is Dave. Now we have you heard me picking on dave okay there's dave from san francisco that calls this program and he's the only person i hang up on because that dave is a jerk Okay. But as I pick on Dave, I just want other Daves to know this has nothing to do with you, Dave. <laughs> I appreciate yeah, that. Just, okay. <laughs> just the guy from San Francisco who thinks that San Francisco is better, better than Wyoming. Yep. But you've seen how they run San Francisco. Yes, I have, and I'm glad he stays <laughs> I'm glad, yes. Stay right where you are, Dave. We're doing fine here. Now, so let's take a look at some of the issues uh, in Natrona County. And one of the first ones I mentioned to you was, assessment of taxes. Now again, this is not just around Natrona County, you were just saying that. Yes. What is happening here is a reflection of what's happening all over the state. It is. We've got,
8: um, you know, we had some issues here. We've had a lot of property tax appeals over the last four years. And, you know, at this point in time, um, you know, for different reasons. But property taxes are going up all over the state and they have been. Last year I spoke in front of the revenue committee a couple of different times and at that time they told us, well, this is just a Natrona County problem. Well, now it's not. And Natrona County was just basically the leader in this. And a lot of that was because we had people coming in from different places. We have a lot of new developments, but now it's hitting the the entire state. Um, this year I went before i was going to speak before the revenue committee but they had so many things on their on their ballot or their plate that they just didn't have a chance to to get as much audience participation as we would have liked but there's actually several different um bills that they've got that are going through and a lot of them are i mean they're they take different approaches to get it taken care of but that's going to be a good way, but you need to contact your legislators and find out just exactly which bills they are before they go into session, so that they know which ones to support and which ones not to. Um, One of them is uh, they were looking at a property acquisition, similar to Proposition 13 from California. It's not going to be exactly the same, but that's one of the very few things that have come out of california that i i like because what it does is it stabilizes your property taxes right. but if that goes through we'll have to pass that more than likely we're going to have to probably pass an amendment to our constitution so they can do that um, right now that's the biggest question about that is if you
1: can actually do that constitutionally so okay on and- until then, we have a, a, sort of a i guess a convoluted system because when I take a look at the way property taxes are assessed to me it's just become overly complicated it is it's very complicated. Um, I know
8: more about property taxes now than I ever wanted to know, yeah, and by sitting down on the different hearings and things like that, but the assessor has quite a bit of latitude in how. They come up with the numbers and so it really kind of falls back on that Um, we're probably gonna have a new assessor here after the first Mm -hmm. year Um, Matt didn't make it through the primary this year and Tammy did so we'll see see where we go on that Um, but right now is the time to talk talk to those people talk to your legislators talk to your legislators talk to the assessor find out what's going on and see where they're gonna go okay from there
1: now another one this is always no matter where I go in America this is always an issue so you guys have been looking at zoning and right away zoning people start thinking of homeowners associations because (laughs) in some places either the county or the city and I've complained about it here on the air can get so bad that somebody can't do basic things with their homes so, what are you trying to accomplish by taking a look at the current zoning laws? What's the the end game here? Um, the, this is actually
8: something that I ran on two years, is to clean up and reduce our our zoning regulations. Yeah. Um, I was not on the steering committee for that, um, and reading through the leg- you know, what we're trying to push through right now, it we're we're trying to make sure that it's cleaned up. Um, we're not getting rid of zoning, so but we're at at the same time we're trying to make it so it's more user friendly. There's a lot of items in there that uh, the commissioners have read through that we have questions on. Some of the stuff we don't care for, and all of us have agreed we're not going to pass it until it's cleaned up. We haven't seen we haven't seen a clean copy, and what I mean by a clean copy is we haven't seen something. That has been redlined and taken out, so we know exactly what all's there yet. Um, we'll have that fairly soon, but that's one thing. Until we have that, we don't really know exactly what, what we need to take out completely. Okay. Um, that's something that the planning and zoning passed the resolution. Um, we're familiar with most of what's in there but we still want to clean it up and that's what we're looking at is we're going to try to take a lot of the a lot of the stuff where there's questions we're trying to answer those questions the things that where there's specific items that we don't agree with we're going to look at that the commissioners do have the the ability to to strip some of that out so it's not a matter of just killing it. it is a matter of cleaning it up and making it user friendly for the people of the county was there anything that you were thinking about adding actually as far as i'm concerned no okay (laughs) what we're trying to do is make it simpler and make it better i mean if we change if we change some stuff it's going to make it so it's easier to understand and make it so that it's not so complicated is the goal so it's not it's not the other way around it's not to make Things more restrictive and things like that is to make actually make it so it's better for the people of the county. I right.
1: had a gentleman in here, Dallas Lard. He was uh, he was running for county commissioner, and he had some ideas on what to do with about a hundred million dollars and a few ideas how he wants to improve the city and the county and so on. And I suppose you heard that. So your thoughts on what he wants to do with that money? Well, we're not the city. The county has responsibilities
8: that are completely different than than the city of Casper. I I support bringing in new businesses, but that's what the private sector is for. Um, if it's something that the private sector believes they can make money off of and it's going to be beneficial, they'll do it. The problem with either the city or the county getting into some of that type of things that they were talking about, like a convention center or something to that nature, it's one thing to build it. But then you have to maintain it and the cost of maintaining it sometimes is astronomical and it it eats into your budget so i think that's something we need to look at i would prefer to keep that money and use the interest that we have off of it to minimize help minimize taxes that we have to have not rely on some of the stuff not to keep coming back you know, to the taxpayers to ask them for more money. Last year, we had a request for an additional six cents that did not, you know, it didn't pass. Well, if we had that additional money coming into the state from that interest, some of those projects we can do without having to ask for additional taxes. And so that's the way I look at that. Um, It's much like somebody that wins the lottery. Most of them, that money's gone within five years. You know, the best thing you can do is not touch it and live off the dividends that oh, come yeah. in off Invest that. Invest
1: every penny of it and live off of that's that. That's exactly
8: yeah. right, and that's what yeah. I think we should do off this.
1: And then my concern was, when I was listening to Dallas, was, well, hang on, we do have a problem with government competing with the private sector, which usually the private sector loses out because government is endlessly subsidized when the private sector is not. And so I'd mentioned things like, well, we have the Ramcota. And we have an event center just above the Ramcota. Mm -hmm. Uh, We also have, oh, just up the road, and I forget the name of what we've been calling that building, but what used to be the Wells Fargo Bank, that interesting building in downtown. Mm -hmm. That round little building is being made into some kind of an event center. Yes. But those are all private projects that are happening around. Do you worry about government competing with the private sector?
8: I don't believe government should compete with okay. the private sector. I, I believe that we should support the private sector, but we should yeah. not compete with them in any form or fashion. Okay. okay. So, so
1: what does happen with the hundred million dollars in? Well, we don't know yet. Right.
8: Um you know, there's a constitutional amendment and I'm not gonna speak for or against it, but there's a couple actually a couple of constitutional mm-hmm. amendments on the on the ballot this year. Um we already are have that money invested right now. It's just a, it's just the amount of interest that you can collect off of it under our current investments. Um, that's something that was sponsored by the the state legislators. Even if it passes, it still has to go back to the legislators. They have to pass it by a two thirds majority before it even becomes law. Um, but one thing on the on the constitutional amendments that we do have on the ballots, I strongly encourage everybody to vote. Either no or for. Either for or against. Because if you don't vote for it one way or the other, it, it is considered a no vote. And that's the way it, it's tallied up as far as how many voters they have. And if you don't vote on either one of those... okay. Um,
1: so, As well, the clock is ticking down here, uh, what Where can people go to find out what is coming up on the ballot so they can be an informed voter in the next two weeks here?
8: You know, one of the things that I recommend contacting is the county clerk's office. Uh, They're the ones that are in charge of our voting process that takes care of it. They do a very, very good job of it. And they can help you out on some of that stuff. And we have Wyoming state government and Natrona that you can look at and get a lot of that information
1: also. All right. Dave North, thank you for coming in this morning. Thank coming you. up on some local news, update on your weather forecast right after that. Nice long segment of Open Phones. Wake up Wyoming.
0: letting you vent this is wake up wyoming with glenn woods on k2 radio join in at 888-97-Woods
1: Six of time, wake up Wyoming. Back to open phones, we go. So, anything you want to talk about, you can interrupt me. That's fine. 97 Woods phone number eight 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 ninety-seven W O O D S. Ladies and gentlemen, the only hit song Al Gore thinks he ever had. You're
0: driving a big car. I come on your radio. I say the end's close just say no i say it's global warming but you call me a liar
1: but this planet so here's the latest we're going to head out of the country quickly i just got done reading the story where energy prices in general are going to go through the roof and they don't have to going to be over 50% higher, according to some experts, for the course of this winter. Doesn't have to be that way. Keep that in mind come election time, by the way, when you're voting. Because it doesn't have to be that way. Headline here, irony. The greenies out there are now praying for a warmer winter to help Germany survive an energy crisis. Oh, that's horrible. Did they put themselves in a bad spot? Well, the story says normally the climate alarmists are convinced that a warm planet can only be bad for us no matter where or when. I'll pause for just a minute there. What's bugging me when I read that is when you take a look at when there has been the most life on this planet, as near as we can tell, life in abundance, it's been when the planet's been warmer and has had more CO2 in the air. And the two don't necessarily go together. This planet has been very warm and there's been very little CO2. This planet has been in an ice age and there was high CO2. So the two don't necessarily go together. But all right, reading on. Yeah, a warmer planet with more CO2 is abundant life. So anyway, the cult of climate change complains that the summers are too hot and we no longer get cold and snowy winters like we used to. Mild winters, they say, are a climate disaster that will doom us. The warmth is only causing trouble for everything, and there's nothing good about it. We have uh, a, to cool the planet down, back to where it was in the 1960s. You know, when we were worried, especially in the 70s, that uh, an ice age was coming? All right, well, so he says, but now that Germany's energy supply is dangerously low, and the problem is intensifying, Federal Economic Minister of the Green Party, ironically, is desperately scrambling for ways to somehow get the country through the winter. Gas supplies running low. Millions of people will be freezing. They turned off their coal-fired power plants, by the way. One way is pleading for Germans to turn uh, the heat in their homes way down so they don't have to, well, just don't heat your home as much, wear a sweater. Remember Jimmy Carter said that back in the 1970s, during that energy crisis? And we, in, in the 1970s, we weren't low on energy. That wasn't the problem. Well, maybe you better wear a sweater around the house. Well, that alone won't be enough. The story says now, ironically... They're looking for warmer weather to bail the country out of what could be a crisis. A real crisis, not a fake crisis, a real crisis. If they have a warm winter, like they said was a bad thing, burning less gas and helping the country to avoid untold misery, warming to the rescue. So this minister, who again, he's a member of the Green Party, said, if everything goes well in terms of saving gas and we're lucky with the weather that we have a chance of getting through the winter. See, if only you still had your coal-fired power plants up. And and by the way, while you're at it, open up some more. They're turning back on some of their nuclear power plants. Do that, too. Here, of course, the story says, means if the winter is warm and the cold and snows like winters of the past do not return, then they will be saved to deal with looming winter energy crises most countries in europe are aiming to save 15 percent in germany however the government is pushing saving 20 percent if they have a warmer winter so there's just what do you do pray to the god of winter i don't know how you do that pray to the god of winter maybe but here again this is where this problem was already solved since you never know from one year to the next what the weather is going to do because the climate is constantly changing. In fact, I wrote a story, you'll find it on the Wake Up Wyoming website, about where Wyoming has, in Yellowstone, a, I don't want to say a forest, is not that many, but a good number of petrified trees. And I was watching a video from a, ge- a geologist in Wyoming, at Yellowstone, by these petrified trees, talking about what had happened before there was such a volcano that we now call Yellowstone. Instead. To the west, southwest, there was a row of big volcanoes. And they were spewing out all sorts of ash and stuff like that. And it was a time where the planet was about as warm as we are now. And all of that ash, and which caused mudslides and things like that, then encased the trees and all of these... Millions of years later, 50 million years later, those trees are exposed again, and they're petrified. It's a really interesting article about how that happened. One of the things I point out in the article, 50 million years ago, we had a planet that was about like what it is now, as far as warmth. About 100 million years ago, we went through an ice age. And then... About 100 million, I'm sorry, did I say million? 100,000 years ago, we went through an ice age. About 10,000 years ago, that ice age came to a close. However, the current winter time that we have now, that's what's left over from the last ice age. It's still receding, but we went through an ice age. And we're getting back to the kind of warmer temperatures that we had about 50 million years ago. You see how this goes back and forth and back and forth like that? But we had solved this problem since the climate's always changing. We had solved the problem. We invented ways to keep ourselves cool when we wanted to be cooler and warm when we wanted to be warmer. And it's a reliable system. All we have to do if the temperature is dangerous or even just uncomfortable, well, we can just provide more energy. That's what coal and natural gas and nuclear does. But here are countries like Germany that wanted to get rid of all of that And now they find that the energy they have is wholly unreliable. Also in part because they were taking energy, I know, from Russia. But if they had kept on other forms of energy and bought from other people besides just one country like Russia, they wouldn't be in a bad spot right now, would they? Went through yet another summertime where in California they were warning people about charging their electric vehicles and keeping their air conditioning on. So I wonder, there's already, as we get into this winter, the New England states have been warning people about weather shortages. Natural gas, mainly, they've been warning people about. Well, they could have built more natural gas pipelines, and we have plenty of it here in Wyoming we could be sending to them. Problem would have been solved. So here the Greenies, if you will, did everything that they wanted to do to try to save the planet. And now you see the situation they're in. And they're actually praying for warmer winters now. 845, Wake Up Wyoming.
7: Talk radios before
0: you face the day at 888-97-WOODS. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods, live on AM 1030 K2 Radio.
1: 848 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to talk to Frank Gambino's in the icebox with you there. Speaking of icebox, I was given some Uh, meat that I have to bring down to Cheyenne Wyoming and I wanted to put it in the freezer and I realized all I had to do was leave it in my car.
5: Oh, yeah, that's nice. What, what Cheyenne doesn't have any meat? N- no, they do.
1: It's just this one was from up in our area that they can't get in Cheyenne. But it's 25 degrees out there. Yeah, so you're so fine. if yeah. I leave it in my car, I'm good. My car is a freezer.
5: Yeah, you know, okay. it is It is literally frost on the pumpkin.
1: Yeah, there you go. Okay. So now,
5: uh, I came, uh, thinking
1: about food for just a minute, I started thinking about uh, food factoids that are true, and we all know it, but maybe we've never said it out loud. So asparagus sucks yeah okay there you go um then, how about that how, how about that uh, bologna is just a different kind of a hot dog really
5: pretty much it's on the, it's on the low end yeah you know
1: yeah i mean but if you look at it it's the, it's the same stuff right but it's still on the low end why like, is it on the low end well because it's cheap oh yeah okay so because they didn't roll it up into a hot dog
5: no, they're using the, the the lowest quality of meat. Oh, okay. In, in bologna and I think And some, I think they do that and, and, and in, in hot, some and, hot dogs some, too. It depends some, on what some, kind of hot dog. Some, yeah. Some. Because
1: basically, okay, I would say bologna is just a hot dog pancake. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. So then I start going through other kinds of foods here and I remember them. You remember when you were a kid in school and they served you jello with the um what was it? Uh, carrot slices in it? Did you get that? Yeah.
5: A couple of times. I, yeah. I never ate the carrots though. No.
1: What, what, what was that supposed to be? Like carrot slaw? Yeah. Or, yeah, or something I mean,
5: like that? It, you know what? I, I, I just don't like any jello that's green. Yeah. I mean, I just can't, I can't take it. Yeah.
1: I like this one. There, there's a big uh, sandwich. Basically, it's a bacon sandwich and someone put a piece of lettuce on it. And this guy is writing, too much lettuce. Oh, yeah, so get rid of that. Oh, well, I, what about BLTs? Yeah, see? Okay, now I like this one. There isn't any food. There's just a bunch of ingredients to make food. Oh, okay. Yeah,
5: that, I'll okay, buy that. Okay. You I can know. Know that.
1: If you lick all of the frosting off of a donut, it becomes a healthy bagel. You're welcome. <laughs> 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 and you can put cream cheese on top of that, and then and, and you'll, you'll lose yeah, that. I, and then you're all that just yeah. fine. Funny how the British conquered so much land looking for spices, but then their food just sucks. Yeah. Now, I often thought about that. With all, they they conquered most of the known world. For a while, the sun never set on the British Empire. Yes, And in all of that, they could never find good food anywhere.
5: Ugh, yuck, even fish and chips. Hmm. High school volleyball, those regional tournaments statewide will start tomorrow with the state tournament uh, week from today at the Ford Center in Casper. And our latest and last WildPreps.com volleyball poll of the season has in 4A, Collie Walsh 1, Thunder Basin 2, Cody 3, Laramie 4, and the Toronto 5. In 3A, Mountain View is rated number one. Their neighbor down the road, Lyman, is number two. Wheatland 3, Paul 4, and Douglas 5. Bighorn is rated number one in 2A, followed by Wright, Burns, Rocky Mountain, and Kemmer. And in 1A, uh, Southeast number one, Riverside 2, Cokefield 3, Hewlett 4, and Casey. In the NFL, the will be gone Denver Broncos taking their tired act to London to take on Jacksonville on Sunday. At 2-5, rumors are already swirling about the Broncos maybe trading away some of their better players to build for the future. Plus, head coach Nathaniel Hackett may be on the hot seat, and he's not even halfway done his first year. Now, quarterback Russell Wilson will be back in the lineup after missing last week's loss to the New York Jets due to a hamstring injury, and he says, hey, let's play ball.
6: I think that obviously was tough not being out there. I want to you know, help us win and, get, and, and uh, get on the hot streak and just get us rolling. You know, we have this team that can do that, and so, um, you know. But I, th- I think that, um, you know, how the guys play, how Brett played, we played, he played his butt off. Unfortunately, um, didn't work out the way we wanted it to. But, um, but everybody just babbled, and uh, you know, like I said, we got to focus on this week.
5: That game will start at 7:30 in the morning on Sunday Mountain Time from London. Jacksonville is two and five, and they are favored by two and a half points. The Wyoming Cowboy football team with a long road trip this week to Honolulu to meet Hawaii on Saturday night.
1: Wait a second, road trip?
5: Road trip. Road trip to Hawaii. Yeah. And anything, any it, anything that you that that where it, wheels spin? Yes. Or you? That would you be go, the landing gear. And and, and yeah, that's landing okay. gear. I'm sorry, you're, I
1: interrupted. Go ahead. <laughs> you're on,
5: you're on the road. It's a long road trip. Yes. Okay. All right. They're going to Hawaii. Folks are three and one in Mountain West play. Five and three overalls. So and they're they're in pretty good shape after a 28-14 win over Utah State last Saturday in Laramie. Cowboys on offense with 529 yards of total offense in that game. They ran the ball 50 times for 330 yards. And really, all they've really asked a uh, quarterback. Andrew Peasley to do is manage the game and not try to win it on his own. Defense was sharp in the last couple of games, especially the point of attack at the line of scrimmage. Hawaii is 2-6 and six overall, 1-2 and two in league play. Cowboys are favored by 11.5 points. 10 p.m. kickoff mountain time from Honolulu on Saturday. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio in Casper and KOWB and Laramie. I, just don't I think, think it's still okay. a road trip if you okay. take a boat. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I just
1: can't think of it. If there's a bridge out there, I'll go for it. Okay. I I like this one. I'm glad I don't have to hunt for my food. I don't know where sandwiches live. Right, exactly. That's, That's a good one. Now, to make it sound fancy, Uh, Later today, I will have a pureed nut spread with a grape relish reduced and paired. No, no, no. Uh, No, no, it's called a peanut butter and jelly sandwich.
5: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I'll take
1: that. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on... Can't take a road trip to Hawaii. (laughs) Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. News time after that. Open phones. 888-97-Woods. Wake up, Wyoming. 906 the time. It is a Thursday. It's Wake Up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. I got a story for you here that you just stopped the music here. A story. You're going to love this. If you're especially someone like me in the Wyoming community or surrounding area and you're in support of the real energy industry, the one that actually provides reliable energy, then you're going to love this headline. Coal mine demolishes neighboring wind farm to boost energy supply. Climate activists are mad as hell. Oh, this is great! Now, unfortunately, last hour I was picking on Germany, but what to their credit, see, Germany's worried that there might they might actually have a very cold winter and they don't have the energy for it. But because they've had energy problems, Germany's actually turning back on some of their old forms of energy because they have a, a real problem with energy. So they should have done this a long time ago. So. The story says a German energy company is dismantling a wind farm to allow for adjacent coal mine to expand its operations. The German coal mine, operated by the energy firm RWE, admits the station appears to be paradoxical, uh, sacrificing one energy source for another, but defended the decision as necessary to strengthen the supplies amid the ongoing energy crisis. Quote, we realize this comes across as paradoxical. I don't think it does. It's not paradoxical, but okay. But this is as, as matters stand. One of the wind farm's eight wind turbines was dismantled last week. Two others are expected to be taken down. The remaining five will be dismantled by the end of, well, sometime in 2023. A spokesperson for the company said, The decision to expand the wind farm into key areas, well, that's on hold. Climate activists are just mad as hell. North Rhine Ministry for Economic and Energy Affairs repeatedly advocated against the destruction of the wind turbines. Quote In the current situation, all potential use for renewable, pause, this is not renewable energy, nor is it sustainable, nor is it clean. Should be exhausted as uh, they should use it. Basically, was saying as much as possible. An existing turbine should be operating for as long as possible," said the ministry spokesperson. The spokesperson added, "We don't currently see any necessity to dismantle the wind power in the area for the surface mine. The expansion comes in tandem with plans to temporarily return three coal-fired power units." put them back online in Germany. Now, this is what I was talking about last hour, where here we have Germany in trouble because they relied so much on natural gas from Russia, but also because we're gonna go all wind and solar and now I'm no genius here, I'll tell you that. Ask my sister, I'm no genius here. But I knew this, we've seen this before. California hasn't figured this out yet though. But here's Germany, going back to coal because they need reliable energy. Quote, the three units, coal units, have a capacity of 300 megawatts with their deployment. And uh, the remaining turbines will be dismantled. Well, I'm sorry, the story just suddenly jumped them because an ad loaded here. Uh, with their deployment to continue uh, strengthening the supply, germ- energy supply of Germany, Dorn, what they are having as an energy crisis, again, which never had to happen. Originally, it was planned. The three reserve power units were not to be affected, but now they they're permanently shut down and are being taken down. Germany's cabinet approved the decision to bring back the idle coal units to boost energy supplies. So here, once again, those people, oh, we're going to go, all wind and solar. Oh, yeah, we'll use a little bit of natural gas, too. And, And then they called that sustainable. But now they're actually worried that if this winter is too cold, people might die. But that's supposed to be sustainable. The expansion also comes right after a legal fight for the disputed land. Turbines at the wind park were constructed more than 20 years ago. Yeah, so it was time to take them down anyway cuz these wind turbines last about 20 years and then we're just sort of done with them after that. And this is where it's often misunderstood that when it comes to uh wind turbines yeah, you, you, by the time you're done using it, you haven't paid for it. Yet. Same with many solar farms they put up a big solar farm or a wind farm, and by the time they've run out of their useful lifespan and have to be replaced, well, we're still not done paying for them yet. So, but if you put up a coal-fired power plant or natural gas or something like that, they pay for each themselves uh, pretty quickly, as a matter of fact. So, yeah, the climate activists are going absolutely insane over this one. And far as I'm concerned, let them. But you've got a choice here, folks. Well, you know something? Hang on. Let them suffer through. I mean, honestly, let them suffer. Let the climate activists actually live through what they're advocating for. I would love to see that if they could actually live through what they're advocating for freezing winters, like they predicted were no longer going to happen as one example of that. Let them live through what they have advocated for all of these years and see if they can actually handle it. I don't think that they can. In the meantime, oh, what is this one? I haven't played this in a while. It's cold down here. Difficult. Oh, yeah, that's when hell froze over. Oh, well. I wonder if they're going to be driving uh, new coal-powered cars in the area to... What you, th- those are called electric cars. The
2: Chevy Volt is upstairs. We'll be able to take a look at it.
7: So, what's charging the, the batteries right now? What, where is what's the source of? A, well, here
2: it's coming from the building.
7: I mean, are, is it? Um, what's our mix of power?
2: Oh, actually, Lansing feeds the building, so I don't I don't know. They're. Uh, I bet they're a bit of
7: be on natural gas right now the car is charging off of your grid right it would be charging off uh our grid which is 90 about 95 percent coal. oh okay
1: so that would be a coal-powered car yeah oh well they could always go this route
4: america is facing an ongoing energy crisis as oil gets scarcer gasoline gets more expensive and the planet suffers Electric cars? Most of their electricity comes from coal-fired plants or nuclear reactors. So what's the answer? How about a car that's good-looking, affordable, and runs on clean, environmentally responsible natural gas? Your natural gas. Introducing the Flatula Backfire. It runs like the wind because it's running on wind. Here's how it works. Using state-of-the-art sanitary technology, Flatula captures all your emissions and efficiently channels them directly to a powerful turbocharged engine. It's clean energy, green energy, and best of all, it's renewable. The Backfire's range is practically unlimited. But if you should happen to run low, don't worry. You're never too far from a flatula authorized service center where trained, qualified providers stand ready to fill your tank with the gas that's right for your driving needs. Flatula Backfire. It's not just a smart car.
0: It's the fart car.
3: If I manage to make it through this week... I would like my street jacket to be black leather and my helmet to sparkle. Thank you.
0: 888-97-WOODS or chat with Glenn on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app from K2 Radio.
1: 21's at times. Wake up, Wyoming. 888-97-WOODS, phone number, Eight 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 97 Two weeks-ish till Election Day. Although you can early vote if you want to go ahead and do that. But remember, this is always the time that I plead with some people. If you have not been paying attention and you don't plan to pay attention, then while you do have a right to vote, please do your country, your community a favor and don't vote because we don't need a bunch of uninformed people showing up and just guessing about what's on the ballot which is why i don't have a get out the vote campaign every two years i don't want to grab a bunch of people and load them into buses and vans and take them to the polling place where they're going to stand there with a ballot they've never seen before i have no idea who the candidates are no idea who the issues issues are at all and they're just going to guess instead i have a stay out the vote campaign Do your community and do your country a favor and do not get involved because you're not informed. We don't need people guessing. That's why this country is in the mess that it's in. Do you pay much attention to politics? So what, do you get your news from Facebook, Twitter, maybe some late-night comedy show? Do you even have any idea who your senator is? Who's the vice president? So how do you decide who you're going to vote for? What, do you flip a coin? Every election season, there are get-out-the-vote campaigns asking completely unqualified voters to show up at the polls at the last minute and flip a coin. If you've spent the past two years completely uninformed, and out of the loop, then do your country a favor. Don't show up at the polls. Don't vote. Take the day off. Go to the beach. Hang out at your local bar. Watch a ball game instead. Or check out some reality TV. Our nation's in sad shape because people like you have been voting. So this year, do your country a favor. Stay home. Stay out of the vote. America is depending on your apathy. Brought to you by the campaign to promote uninformed voter apathy. Yeah. I will even go so far. You know, some places they'll drive you to the voting place and maybe even buy you lunch afterwards. Well, I'll go ahead and call your boss and make an excuse so you can stay home. And then we'll find out what I can do to get you some, like, Netflix. And did you want pizza or Chinese? Then you can just spend the day chilling instead of ruining your country.
7: Darling, would you fetch me a beer on the fridge? So, I know everything
2: about the Kardashians, Beyonce, and stuff like that. But I know nothing about who my governor is or whoever runs the state. So this year, I'm doing my patriotic duty and stay out
7: the vote. Thank you, darling. I can give you every major stat for the Rockies for the last 15 years, but I can't tell you who the mayor of Denver is. That's the reason why this year I'm doing my patriotic duty and stay out the
1: vote. Too lazy to stay informed? Then stay home. Stay out the vote. Your country is counting on you. It is your civic duty to not get involved. Oregon sees a pivotal election day. There's a strict gun bill that's on the ballot. And it's gaining some ground. Election day, the story says, could be historic for Oregon as Republicans become the... uh, One Republican, Christine Durant, becomes the first GOP governor elected in 40 years. And voters decide what to do with one of the strict and gun, strictest gun laws in the nation. Crime and the homelessness, the story said, have been key issues in the Beaver State, which is currently led by a Democrat Governor Kate Brown. Even in the 2022 Democrat candidate, Tina Kodak, I think is her name, has been critical when it comes to homeless things like that. Well, okay. What do you do with some of the strictest gun laws in the country? This is actually going to split the state right down the middle when it comes to voters. We will see. Rick and Casper about paying people to vote. Hi, Rick.
7: Hey, morning, Glenn. Uh, yeah, last year I noticed that the uh, the Shoshone Reservation was paying $50 uh, for uh, people to get out and vote for the Democrats. Oh, really? So I did a little study and uh, found out that 80% of all the reservations in the United States are doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, But it's never really noticed because uh, they are an entity to themselves.
1: Okay, because that would be highly uh, illegal.
7: Well, uh, highly, and uh, those who would turn themselves in is, uh, is another thing, you know, two separate issues. (laughs)
1: <laughs> okay. There were times I remember reading about this in Southern Times. You could get someone's vote if you were running for mayor for two dollars and two swallows. Basically, that's uh, they're going to give you. You would hand someone a bottle of whiskey. Go vote for me, and I'll oh. let you take a chug out of the bottle. Something like that. Yeah.
7: Yeah. You know, that, that's the Tammany Square stuff. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: Apparently, uh, the that, price has gone uh, up to fifty bucks. Is that all? Someone's vote is worth is fifty bucks.
7: Well. Put it this way. When you're a, a fresh, brand-new voter, you just yeah. turned 18.
1: Yeah, that's a big deal. You
7: know, 50 bucks, uh, that's, that's a good deal. That's hard yeah. to come by. Well,
1: and if you, just, on the reservation. Sure, if you just don't care about the election, then that's a good deal. So you're going to pay me 50 bucks just to go walk up to that piece of paper and mark your name, just kind of cool. scratch it in. That's it, and I get 50 bucks, fine. And they don't care what the results are. They would. It, it doesn't bother them at all
7: no no yeah. it's right. uh you know and i I can't really blame the reservations because they they kind of were started yeah. uh, with the socialist uh, program uh, sure. you know uh you, you know you cut your hair do it with your clothing your language and everything else and yeah. uh you know I'll take care of your monthly needs, needs and I yeah. um,
1: so there is awesome. one reservation, and I think I want to say it's in Arizona, I might be wrong about that, where they actually turned down any help from the federal government whatsoever. And if you go to that reservation now, those folks are pretty successful. Very nice neighborhoods, very nice homes and automobiles and so on, because they were forced to struggle to survive rather than everything being given to them. And so you see the difference. Yeah, and also uh,
7: oil. Yeah. uh mineral rights uh on the reservation uh, as long as they're able to get to those they can yeah. self be self sufficient. Sure. You know, but uh if you got a a president like uh, Biden that's uh hamstringing everyone including the reservations, even yeah. they are upset at uh, I think her name is Halen or something mm-hmm. uh energy personnel. Uh, because they're just uh, hamstringing the ability yeah. to get to that oil on the on their on their land. You
1: would think they're supposed to be a sovereign nation. It shouldn't be a problem.
7: Well, yeah, you know what? Yeah. Sovereign to a point. Yeah, it's always been. Recently. All
1: right. Thanks for calling, Rick. Appreciate it. Now, it. Should be their energy, their land. They can do what they want. One of the worst things you can do to somebody it has been proven over and over and over again is just hand them everything to cover all of their needs. And you'll find them in more poverty than you could ever imagine. That's one of the worst things you can do to a human being. One of the best things you can do to a human being is force them to struggle to survive. You want to see someone get successful real fast as they realize that their struggling can actually lead to great things? It's been proven time and time again throughout U.S. history, throughout world history. Coming up on 930, local news, weather forecast, more open phones, 888-97-Woods, wake up well.
0: AM 1030
1: K2 Radio. Nine thirty-six. The time. It's wake up, my own My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. If you missed it earlier this morning, I was really impressed. Elon Musk, who is supposed to, if all goes well, he's supposed to take over Twitter tomorrow. We'll see how it works. I never believe anything's done until it is completely done. Then Dan, it's done. Not beforehand, but he walked into the front door of the offices of Twitter carrying a sink because, you know, there's a big freak out going on in Twitter because he's taken over. And he walked in carrying the sink and he said, let this sink in. So that's really got them in freak out, mode, which I think is a great strategy. That means a lot of people who work at Twitter are just going to quit, which means he won't have to fire them. And anybody who's upset that Elon has taken over Twitter and quits was someone that needed to be fired anyway. So, good. It's a great strategy. Way to go, Elon. All right. A lot of you people today are lining up to get your morning, I'm not going to call it a coffee. For me, the last time I went to one of those shops, it kind of went like this.
2: Welcome to Coffee Cabana. Our special today is the popular Mocha Mocha Kappa Mocha Kappa. What can I blend for you today? A
1: cup of coffee, please.
2: Uh, I'm sorry?
1: Uh, just, I'm sorry, just a regular size coffee, please, that's all.
2: Oh, uh, I, I guess I don't understand.
1: Uh... What part of that don't you understand?
2: Well, for one, we have several different sizes: petite, medio, alto, forte, muy grande, all right. and crescendo. I, I,
1: all right, I just want a small cup of regular coffee, well, please.
2: But I.
1: Uh... Okay, look. Point to the cup that's the smallest. Okay, there you go. That's the one.
2: Oh, okay, I see. And what would you like in that?
1: Coffee.
2: And
1: just. Coffee.
2: But we have syrups and powders and toppings and frappalat and
1: just coffee. Plain old coffee in a freaking cup.
2: Oh, um.
1: Look, I could take the cup. Perfect. Now, now hold it under the coffee spout. Good. Now fill it up. There you there you go. Now, give it to me. That's it? Yes, that's all. Well. How long? Hey, whatever. How much? Six fifty, sir. Sorry? Um, six fifty. is this little cup of coffee more expensive than a gallon of gasoline in my car? I didn't even add any frappa, lappa, mocha, crappa or whatever to it.
2: Well, sir, the
1: beans are dried yeah, on y- solar you know, panels. Never mind. And then we use wind yeah, for, for, Forget it. We're green! Look, I'll give you 20 bucks if you don't say another word. But... Nope. uh, Dot, there you go. Good girl.
2: Might I suggest trading that for a decaf?
1: Yeah, that's often the way it works when you're just trying to get a lousy cup of coffee. Actually, there's a couple of convenience stores of all places around Wyoming that just sell a cup of coffee at a reasonable price. And it's actually really good. I was surprised. Sometimes convenience stores have the best stuff i found there's one uh the flying jay in gillette wyoming i was really hungry one time and they're serving freshly made pizza that they make right there on site oh my god that was good and sometimes the coffee is just fantastic it depends on where you go to get a really good cup of coffee just remember it's a drug ah beautiful day i'd call it perfect
9: But it's missing something, don't you think? Ah, there it is. This morning just wasn't complete until your first cup of coffee, right? Yeah, there's nothing quite like a steaming cup full of an addictive drug in the morning. I'm Roger, and I'd love to tell you about Horton brand warm addictive brown stuff. Please enjoy this footage of velvety smooth beans, followed by a well-shot close-up of a hot brown liquid that's brewed by mixing heated water with the roasted smashed up seeds of a flowering shrub native to southern Africa and tropical Asia. I only showed you that to remind you, you desperately need your fix. (laughs) How could you forget? You see, these small brown seeds are a naturally occurring source of the world's most widely consumed central nervous system stimulant, caffeine. While most brain altering substances are outlawed or at least tightly controlled by the government, this entire... Entirely legal psychoactive drug is enjoyed by basically every person you know on a daily basis, completely unrestricted, and with zero cultural stigma. In fact, it's openly celebrated by your friends, family, and morning television personalities. It smells so good, I can't wait to add flavors and sweetener to distract from the natural flavor of this thing I claim to love and not be addicted to. I do like it. It's just that two sugars and that hazelnut creamer make it. I'm not addicted. Junkies like him keep me a harvester of brown seeds in business. But not just me. Also me. A Distributor of overpriced addictive sludge. It also comes in pumpkin flavored, if you'd prefer that to the wet cigar boiled asphalt flavor that occurs naturally.
2: I do. Great.
9: That'll be $11. And here's a cup with your name just butchered
1: on it. Yeah, and realize, of course, this program runs on coffee, so. <laughs> 942, wake up, Wyoming. Across Wyoming and beyond with the Wake Up
0: Wyoming mobile app, this is AM 1030 K2 Radio.
1: off we go to the icebox where Frank Gambino is waiting by and so Frank uh, our new lady in charge of news division over there put up a story which I think is uh, very apropos in case you don't know things are going to warm up just a tad over the weekend right
5: not hot I I have taken my kid trick or treating in like a (laughs) snowstorm oh yeah and we were the only ones out there
1: Oh, all the candy's yours
5: Oh yeah, fine. You know, a matter of fact, when, yeah. when there's nobody out there, the, these these houses want to, you know, like, all right, it's yeah. too late. What, here, just take the whole. Just thing. take. Oh my <laughs> lord, that's <laughs> perfect. Take, yeah.
1: That means the dad tax is rather
5: high. Yeah. So okay. like, here, you can have everything, and just Where, just, just get. I want to get rid of it.
1: The headline to her story is: Don't pack your clothes yet. Warm weekend. In and the same story was written down in the Laramie County area and other areas that we cover here. And I looked at that and thought, hang on, I think we know the drill for living in Wyoming, especially this time of year. Keep every possibility of clothing in your car, because yes. you never know.
5: Well, yeah, the, in the for the parents' car, yeah, because they're the ones... Yeah. And I've seen this too, Glenn. Yeah. The kids are out trick-or-treating, and yeah. it's cold. Here are the parents in the car... Uh-huh you know going like at idle speed yeah the, the heater on idle speed down the street while they yeah. while they kid up every house on the block yeah, <laughs> kid if you want that candy you're going to have to get out in the
1: cold no i keep I, i've seen it, there's two strategies when it comes to this time of year either you keep some extra clothes in your car oh yeah for whatever the weather change might be because you never know i mean i came in this morning all bundled up it was 25 degrees and by later on today, I might end up wearing shorts or something like that. You never know.
5: Oh, absolutely. I mean, can change like that. I, I work football games. um uh, yeah. You know the, the weather is is for the first half is different from the weather in the second half. Sure. So,
1: but some people see now. While I might carry a little bag with me with a change, some people just layer. Yeah, I, I do that too. Yeah. yeah. So they take off their long pants and their shorts underneath.
5: Well, I, I wouldn't go that far. Okay.
1: Now I do know there are pants you can get that unzip at the knee so you can take half the pants <laughs> off and have you seen those? No. Oh, okay. No, they, they, they look like regular pants. For men? For men, uh, but. but there's a zipper around
5: the knee and you unzip and take half of them off. Now you're wearing shorts. Okay, and then you know how much of a pain in the butt's going to be to, to zipper those things back I, on? Yes, they are.
1: Yes, of course. Yeah, but I mean it... But Frank, it's clever. It it is. (laughs) It is, yeah, yeah, okay. Somebody made (laughs) some money off of that. So I think that the best strategy this time of year is just to go for the layered approach. You know, that way, as the day goes on, like for example, I had a sweater on earlier. I had a heavy coat and a sweater, and my shirt and a t-shirt. You see what I did there? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, as the day goes on, I can just start stripping all the way down. If I need to, I can start putting all that back up again. You that that sound thinking there you have to think like this, Frank, or you die. It's Wyoming.
5: Yes. All right, in high school volleyball, the regional tournament statewide will begin tomorrow and run through Saturday. The state volleyball tournament begins a week from today at the Ford Center in Casper. And our latest YOPREPS volleyball poll, in 4A, Kelly Walsh remains number one, Thunder Basin 2, Cody 3, Laramie 4, and the Trona comes in at number five. In 3A, Mountain View rated number one, and their neighbor Lyman is number two. Wheatland 3, Powell 4, Douglas 5, Bighorn is rated numero uno and 2A, followed by Wright, Burns, Rocky Mountain, and Kemmerer. And in 1A... Southeast 1, Riverside 2, Cokeville 3, Hewlett 4, and KC 5. Wyoming Cowboy football team will have a, a long road trip, fly trip, boat trip, who knows. They're going Hawaii. The folks are three and one in Mountain West play, five and three overall. They're sitting pretty good after a 28-14 home win over Utah State back on Saturday night in Larry. Cowboys on offense, 529 yards total, 330 yards on the ground. Wow. And that was running the ball fifty times. And the defense was sharp the last couple of games, especially at the point of attack on the line of scrimmage. Hawaii will come into this game with a record of two and six overall, one and two in late play. And the folks are favored by eleven and a half points on the road. 10 p.m. kickoff Mountain Time from Honolulu on Saturday. We'll that for you on K2 Radio in Casper and KOWB in Laramie. In the NFL, the Denver Broncos are taking their act overseas. Uh, that's a long road trip too to London to meet Jacksonville on Sunday two and five. Rumors are already swirling about the Broncos trading away some of their better players to build for the future and head coach Nathaniel Hackett made, you know, he's in the hot seat and is not even halfway done this first year. Quarterback Russell Wilson will be back in the lineup this week after missing last week's loss to the New York Jets due to a hamstring hamstring injury. He says, Hey, I'm ready to go.
6: I think that obviously it was tough not being out there. I wanna, you know, help us win and get a, and, and uh, get on the hot streak and just get us rolling. You know, I, we have this team that can do that and so um you know, but I, th- I think that, um, you know, how the guys play, how Brett played, We played, he played his butt off. Unfortunately, um, didn't work out the way we wanted it to, but, um, but everybody just babbled. And, uh, you know, like I said, we got to focus on this week.
5: That'll be a 7.30 a.m. Mountain Time kickoff on Sunday from London. Jacksonville is also 2-5, and five, and they're favored by 2.5 points in the game. That's it in sports. So,
1: okay, uh, the Hawaii game is Saturday. Right. At 10-hour time? P.M., our time, yeah. P.M., our time. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to have to stay up late, but now that's much earlier there. How many, how, what's the time difference?
5: I think it's four. Four hours. Okay. Three or four.
1: Something like that. I, I yeah. think it,
5: three or four. So, I mean, it, it, it is what it is. I mean, yeah you know, uh, you put on an extra cup of coffee.
1: Yeah, you just gonna have to stay up and watch this thing. Do you ever... Decide that that's just too late. I'm just going to record and watch it later. Or
5: sometimes I have, and then sometimes I've gone all the way to the end. You know, you know, for. Lack of a better term, you have one beer, then it turns into ah, two, and then, yeah. like, all right, I'll just... I'll but just, does
1: know. it matter, you know, how intense the game is? In other words, a really good game, you probably didn't notice, you stayed up late. Right. But a game that was just not going... it was not interesting to you. Well, I'll just check the score in the morning. Right, yeah. The
5: party's over. Yeah, thank I you, turn Frank. Turn out
1: the lights. Coming on... I, I promise Frank, we'll never sing on air again. not if I can help it. So coming up on some local business that we have to take care of, I got rolling into news time after that. National local update on the weather forecast. Wake up, Wyoming. One thing I
9: love about